0: This is Kerry Williams and welcome to today's Daily Spiritual Startup. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about the subject of covetousness. And before we dive in, if you'd go over and both follow, subscribe to the channel, and also give us a five-star rating and review, that helps us out tremendously and hopefully we can gain more listeners and bless them as they start every day. Now when we think about covetousness, it really is the essence of The grass is greener on the other side. And we look back and and the first, one of the first places at least that the Lord mentions this is in the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, where he says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And so that's a comprehensive statement about covetousness, that covetousness, it's just wrong all the time. It kind of goes back to the basic definition of envy versus jealousy, which sometimes we get those things mixed up. Jealousy is sometimes wrong and sometimes it's not, depending on the context, because jealousy is when you are deeply defensive of what you perceive to be yours. So a husband that's jealous over his wife when someone else is pursuing her, that's a righteous jealousy. And we know it's not always wrong and there's a right context because God says over and over in Scripture that he is a jealous God. And so jealousy can be very wrong if it's overdone or if it's, if it's used to control someone. But in and of itself, it depends on context. Now, envy is different because envy is when you want what is someone else's, which is what is not rightfully yours. And that is always wrong. And that wraps into the idea of covetousness. But really covetousness, it begins with a misconception. Satan and the world around us try to convince us that things can satisfy us, but they can't. You can look at people who are miserable and some of them are absolutely dirt poor. And some of the most miserable people in this world have enough money to buy anything that they want, and they still are miserable because things don't bring happiness. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with money or things or possessions, houses, cars, any of those kind of things. In fact, most of the great heroes of the Bible were considered wealthy by their, the standards of their day. So God doesn't have an issue with the things It's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And the Bible makes this abundantly clear. In Luke chapter 12, verse 15, it says, And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. You see, the beautiful thing is is that If we get our priorities straight, then all of the things just become serendipities. They just become great enjoyments and gifts from God, rather than our focus, rather than that which consumes us. In Mark chapter 10, 28 through 30, Peter began to say to them, see, we have left all and followed you. And Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, lands for my sake and the gospel, who shall not receive a hundredfold now, in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. So Jesus says, it's worth it. Don't focus on those things. Let me take care of that. And that's why in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, consider the lilies of the field. They toil not, neither do they spend. But God, if he takes care of them, will he not much more take care of you? So let's constantly work to avoid covetousness. And I think the greatest way to do that is to just periodically just make a thankfulness list, a gratitude list, where you just list out all the things in your life that are so good, that God has given and provided, and as the song says, when we count your blessings and name them one by one, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you here next time.